of the Sahabas and today insha'Allah we shall be looking at one of the um, famous Sahabas of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the Sahaba that if you are to ask a random Muslim to mention five or ten Sahabas his name will be mentioned and his name is Bilal ibn Rabah radiallahu anhu Bilal ibn Rabah was originally from uh, Abasha, but he was not born in Abasha. He was born in Mecca. His mother was from among the slaves that were um, captivated during the um, time of Ashab al-Fi'l. So he was from those people that came to Mecca to take over Mecca then so she was taken as a slave and his father also was a slave so Bilal was born um, in Banu Jumah as a slave so his father was a slave his mother was a slave so he was born as a slave automatically so Bilal was a tall man he was dark lean from what we know from what we hear um, during the Jailia time they called him um, um, Ya Ibn Sauda, son of a black woman. So it was obvious that Bilal was black. And his hair was full, but his beard was not full, it was sparse. So as a slave, Bilal, Bilal's master was Maya Ibn Khalaf. So Maya Ibn Khalaf was from among uh, the Quraysh that were very adamant when the message of Islam came. Uh, the likes of Abu Jal and Abu Lab. So when the message of Islam came, they were among those Quraysh that were rebellious. They were adamant. So Umayyah Bilal radiallahu anh, um, he converted to Islam secretly. He started his Islam secretly. It was not known then. Because when the message of um, Islam came, at first it was in secret. So nobody was 
um, able to say it out that they were Muslims. But after three years after um, the Dawah of the Rasul started, it became public, and Bilal was among the first first um, set of people to proclaim their faith in public. Prophet was the first, then Abu Bakr, then we have five others, the likes of Amak bin Yasir, um, Sumaya, Baghdad, Suaib, and Bilal. So those were the seven um, first sets that proclaimed their faith in public. And the Prophet was protected by his uncle. Um, Abu Bakr was protected by his people, Banatayim, while the other five were prosecuted. So Bilal was prosecuted by his master. There was a particular day Umayya ibn Khalaf was lamenting on the Dawah of the Rasul. Probably he had someone converted and he was lamenting. Then someone came to him and said, Why not take care of your own family? Haven't you heard that Bilal ibn Rabah is now a Muslim? So that rage, Umayya ibn Khalaf was full of rage. He went straight to Bilal. But Bilal was not around, so he waited till um, Bilal came back around my group time and he asked Bilal, Is it true that you are now a Muslim? That you've um, accepted the message of Islam? Then Bilal ibn Rabah, from what we heard, he never said anything um, against Islam. He never made a statement against Islam throughout his life, even during that time that he was a slave. Amal Bun Yasser said when they were persecuted, those five, when they were persecuted, each, um, each and every one of them said something to reduce, that, to reduce their punishment. At least they said something. We don't know how minute, but they said something to reduce their punishment, except for Bilal. So when his master asked him, Bilal told him that, Okay, you've had, then it is true, I've accepted Islam. So Umayya ibn Khalaf started um, prosecuting him. He was angry that how will one of my own um, slaves, one of my own property, because they regarded slaves as properties. So how will one of my own property um, accept Islam? So it was like a slap on his face. So Umayya started... Um, prosecuting him. Part of what he did was he would hand him over to um, the thugs of Makadan. So they would tie him and um, take him around the city. Imagine dragging him around the city. Imagine the bruises, the um, blood, the injuries. Part of the prosecutions was like the other four, they were placed in a very hot armor and left there in the sun to be heated up. And another one that Bilal faced was okay. He was laid on the on the um, on hot pebbles, and Omaya um, ibn Khalaf would place a heavy stone on him and ask him at that point Umayyad ibn Khalaf was 
not really after him um, rejecting the message of Islam. All he wanted him to see was just probably mention one of their idols. Then Umar ibn Khalaf would place a stone on him, a very odd stone, and ask him, to, Just say Allah wal I'm not asking you to abuse the Prophet or to um, denounce your Islam. Just say Allah wal And Bilal ibn Rabah will continue to say, Ahadun, Ahad, Ahadun, Ahad. Then Umar ibn Khalaf will add another stone. Ask him again, Kul Allah wal Ahadun, Ahad. You place another stone again. Kul Allah wal They continued like that. And Bilal, never said anything. He never made a statement of Kufu. So that was part of the um, blessings of Bilal. So on this day, Abu Bakr passed by Umayyah ibn Khalaf torturing Bilal ibn Rabah and Abu Bakr asked him how, for how long will you continue to torture this man just because he believes in Allah that will you kill this man only because um, he said his Lord is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so Abu Bakr told him that okay let me pay his price so Umayyah ibn Khalaf he took advantage of that um, situation and he doubled or tripled the price of Bilal. So Abakri, the later agreed on a price which is um, seven okija. Seven okija is like two hundred and eighty dirham. That is like two hundred and eighty silver coin. A silver coin is like a dirham. So two hundred and eighty dirham. Abakri or the Allah bought Bilal. So that was how Bilal um, became a free man and he was among the first set of Sahaba to migrate to Medina. When they, get to Me when they got to Medina, they, a lot of, most of them fell sick because they were yet to um, adapt to the weather or climate of Medina. So Aisha, she reported that she visited Bilal before the verse of um, hijab came down. She asked Bilal that, how are you doing? And Bilal versified um, some lines of poetry. So Aisha went back to the Rasul and told him what Bilal said. And from that, the Prophet prayed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, um, Habib ilayna. حبب إلينا المدينة كحبنا مكة أو أشد that cause us to love Medina the way we love Mecca or even more so this dua was um, from the um, poetry of Bilal so to tell you how important Bilal. a few weeks or a few months after the famous dream of Jadan took place and Abdullah ibn Zaid went to the Rasulullah and the Rasulullah told him that this is a true dream call Bilal for me so Bilal was called upon even though Bilal was not there he was not the one that had the dream then he was not there when the dream was being related to the Rasulullah 
But Bilal said, call Bilal for me. Tell him, teach him what you had in the dream. Because Fa'innahu anda sultan. Because his tongue in Naji, his voice was more strong and melodious. So that was how Bilal um, gave the Adan, the first man to give the Adan in the world was Bilal. The first person to give the Adan was Bilal. So that was how he became the official Mu'adzin of the Prophet And he was also referred to as um, Sajidin Mu'adzini, the leader of the Mu'adzins. So, so no other person gives the Adan when Bilal was there. Only him gives the Adan, except if he was not present. And those times that he was not present, he is either he was either with the Prophet Sallam on a journey because he never left the sight of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So whenever the Prophet Sallam is praying, Bilal is the one calling the Adan. The only time someone else called the Adan was um, the first Adan of Fadr. As you all know, we, we have two Adans of Fadr. We have the first Adan to alert people that um, if you want to eat or drink, eat or drink now before Fadr. Then the second Adan is that of Fadr. So um, Ibn Umil Maktoum will make the first Adan and Bilal will make the second Adan. That is to tell us that Bilal is still was still the main Mu'adzin because he was the one making the Adan of Fadr. So he was always with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he voluntarily became the personal assistant of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Whenever it is time for Salat, Bilal will go to the doorstep of the Rasul Sallallahu and say to him, Salah Ya Rasulallah, Salah Ya Rasulallah. Then when the Prophet Sallallahu comes out he will make the give the Yaqama. So he was always the Prophet. He was most times you find him at the doorstep of the Prophet. There was a day Umar wanted to go see the Prophet and he had to pass through Bilal. When he got to the doorstep of the Prophet and he met Bilal there and told Bilal Help me ask for permission from the Prophet Then Bilal went inside and came back and told Umar that I mentioned your name and he did not say anything. So Umar had to wait and ask Bilal again. So the third time, the Prophet allowed Umar in. So that is to tell us, and we all know who Umar is, Umar and Bilal. So that is to tell us the position uh, of Bilal in sight of Prophet it is also important to mention um, the aspect in the aspect of Bilal where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defended his honor alongside three other companions um, Suhaib Suhaib um, the Qadad and Amar. During 
um, the beginning of the message of Islam. A delegation from the Quraysh that were less adamant, they came to the Prophet they came to Abu Talib and asked him to tell the Prophet that they are ready to listen to what he has to say but on one condition that he should send Bilal so they mentioned four of the Sahaba Bilal, Amar, Baqdad and Suhaib that they can't be sitting in the same garden with those four that if the Prophet should get rid of them they are going to listen to what he has to say so the likes of Walid Boom Mugir and some other less um, adamant from among the Quraysh came to, came to Abu Talib then. So Abu Talib told the Prophet and the Prophet seek um, the advice of the companions. So some of them were like, okay, um, Bilal and others, they will understand. I think you should seize this opportunity to um, grab the attention of these um, people but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent an ayah reviewed an ayah to prevent the Prophet from following that advice so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, revealed an ayah in one in Surah Tukaf وَاسْبِقْ نَفْسَكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ بَعْدَ الْشَيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَاسْبِقْ نَفْسَكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْوَدَاءِ وَالْعَشِيِّ يُرِيدُونَ وَجْعَهُ So Allah SWT said, وَاسْبِقْ نَفْسَكَ Be patient مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْوَدَاءِ وَالْعَشِيِّ With those that are making dua to Allah SWT to their lords بِالْوَدَاءِ وَالْعَشِيِّ to redeem our Jah, seeking um, his face, seeking his pleasure. In Surah to An'am, Allah SWT also revealed another ayah. Um, وَلَا تَتْرِدِ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ وَالْدَّوْنَ بِنْ قَلَاتِ وَالْعَشِيِّ وَيُدُونَ وَجَهِ مَعَلَيْكَ مِنْ سَابِنْ شَاءً وَسَابِقَانِينَ شَاءً فَتَتْرُدَهُمْ فَتَكُونَ مِنَ الْظَالِمِينَ وَلَا تَتْرِدِ الَّذِينَ Do not um, take your gaze away I do not forsake those that are making dua to their Lord day and night. You do now they are seeking his face. Fatatudahum fatakunam nawalimin. Is an Arabic um expression. Fatatudahum. Forsake them and you will be among the unjust. That is, if you forsake them, you'll be among the unjust. So when this verse was reviewed, the Prophet stood up and went to sit with Bilal and with Baghdad and Shoaib and Amal. So that is to tell us the position that how that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reveal a verse because of him and those three other companions. In narrating the story of Bilal, it is also important to mention um, the role he played in the death of Maya ibn Khalaf, that is his um, master during the time of Jahiliya. So, when he was a slave, 
during battle of bad like close to the um end of the battle umayyah ibn khalaf was unable to run away because he was fat so he was unable to run so he was looking for someone to take him as a prisoner because at that point you can you have the choice of killing him and you have the choice of taking him as a prisoner so he's going to pay um, ransom so he saw abdurrahman bin auf so they were friends during the time of the Aliyah. So he called upon Abdurrahman bin Auf and told him to take him as a prisoner. So Abdurrahman bin Auf, that is going to give him um, what is worth more than he, more than what he was um, amassing then. Because Abdurrahman bin Auf was, um, he was packing the armors on the battlefield. So he told him, I'm going to give you what is worth more than this. So Abdurrahman bin Auf grabbed his hand and was taking him to the camp in order to make him his prisoner. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called out that the one person that saw this was Bilal ibn Rabah. And we all remember how he was being tortured by Umayyah ibn Khalaf. So when Bilal saw this, Bilal, Bilal came to the scene and started shouting, Never! La najawtu in naja. That it is like an Arabic expression that I would not be saved if he's, if he's saved. Literally, it means over my dead body. That you are going to give him protection is not possible. So Bilal was shouting at the top of his voice. Then um, some answers also came to the scene and they did not allow Abdurrahman bin Auf to take him as a prisoner because the battle has not yet ended so they still had the right to kill him if they wanted to. So they sent Abdurrahman bin Auf away and um, Umayyah ibn Khalaf was left there at the middle of the Ansar and Bilal was there and he was killed. So Bilal bin Rabah was among those that ended the life of Maya ibn Khalaf. Um, part of the um, Tawatul blessings of Bilal was the famous hadith we all know that the Prophet called upon Bilal and asked him that what is the um, deed that you expect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward you most for then because I add your footstep ahead of mine in Jannah like I add the flapping of your sandal in that so this does not mean that Bilal is going to enter Jannah before the Prophet Prophet will be the first person to enter Jannah but you know dreams are symbolic in nature so it doesn't mean that the person Bilal is going to enter Jannah before the Prophet it was just a dream symbolizing the act that Bilal was engaging himself in so he asked Bilal and Bilal told him that the deed that I expect Allah to reward me most for is that whenever I perform 
the ablution, I will observe two hours of Nawafil. So whenever he performs ablution, he observes two hours of Nawafil. And from history, we had that Bilal, Padalawan, is always with wudu. He was is always on wudu. So whenever he renews his wudu, he will perform two hours of Nawafil. So that is tell us the um, blessings of Bilal Odiallahan. Then Bilal Odiallahan was respected among the Sahabas. There was a day Bilal was sitting with Abu Bakr and Umar. Then Umar said, Umar made a statement. He said, Abu Bakr Sajiduna wa a'taqa Sajiduna. So he said, Abu Bakr is our Sajid. And he freed our Sajid. So that is tell us, we all know what Umar is. We don't tell us who Umar is. So for Umar to refer Bilal, refer to Bilal as his Sajid. So we all know what that means. So he said, Abu Bakr is our Sajid and he freed our Sajid. So they respected Bilal. Also, one of the moments that was recorded in the book of Sirah about Bilal was um, after the battle of Khaybar when they were returning from the battle of Khaybar in the midnight they, they were all tired and they wanted to sleep the Prophet asked that who is going to wake um, us for Fajr who is going to volunteer himself and wake us for Fajr. So Bilal Adalahan volunteered himself to wake them for Fajr. So they all slept. All of them slept. All the Sahabas, even Professor Salam, except except um, Bilal. So Bilal stood up um, to observe the Hajjud, and as Allah will have it, he also slept. He slept off. So the next day, the Professor Salam was the first to wake up. And they woke up um, due to the heat of the sun. So you can imagine what time it was then. Like it was... Um, okay, the Prophet Sallam woke up first and he woke Bilal. And asked Bilal. So he asked Bilal, how come, how come we are just waking up? So Bilal told him that the one who took your soul took my soul. So you can imagine that um sharp and intelligent answer the one who took your soul took mine so the prophet said sadaqt yeah you've spoken the truth so they later pray uh, they do so they stood up and observed um their father prayer so after the death of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when the prophet sallam died um, during, when it was time for Salah to go, Professor Sam died after Salah to go. So when it was time for Salah to go, Bilal Anhu climbed up and made called to prayer. So when he got to Ashhadu Anna Muhammad Rasulullah, he started crying, started weeping. The whole of Medina, all the companions, they were crying. Because it was bringing the memories of the Prophet. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
and the hostile kind. And after that, he never gave Adan. After that, um, um, Adan, he told Abubak that he cannot continue to call to prayer. So after that, Adan, the next Adan he made was in Jerusalem when Umar took the key of Beitul Maqdis in Jerusalem. So he begged Bilal to call the Adan. So Bilal called the Adan and again all the companions started crying because it was bringing back the memories of the Prophet then the last Adan he made was when he went back to Mecca. He, he saw Hassan and Hussein, the grandchildren of the Prophet and they asked him to call the Adan. So he called the Adan. And that was the last time he called the Adan. And Bilal he married after the death of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So he married probably for two years or two or three years in his life and he never had a child. So Bilal died I think 18 years after Ijra. He was the same age with Abu Bakr so he died 18 years after Hijrah, and that was um, the time of Umar radiallahu anhu. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reunite us with Bilal radiallahu anhu and the other companions and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So part of the um, popular hadith, um, Bilal narrated like four or five hadiths. And one of it was the hadith of wiping of the socks and the turban. And another was when he narrated that the Prophet asked him to say to do tethweep only um, during the Adan of Fajr. So, and three, other, or three or two other hadiths that he narrated. Now, that's why Atala counters. Among those that will be with the companions, I mean, those that will be with the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So there are a lot of le lessons in the life of Bilal Odiyallahu starting from his conversion um, to Islam when he was persecuted and asked to rebook Islam or rebook the Prophet sallallahu and all he was saying is Ahad and Ahad, and also. Um, the aspect of volunteering, Bilal was always ready to volunteer. He volunteered himself to be the personal assistant of the Prophet the doorkeeper of the Prophet And also during the um, when they were returning from the battle of Khaybar, he was also the one that volunteered himself to stay up and wake others for Fajr. And also part of the lessons um, we learned from the um, life of Bilal is that he always observed Nawafil each time he renews his ablation. Bilal ibn Wabah Sabiqul 
أبشى سيد المعزنين أقول قال هذا أستغفر الله ولكم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله